This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. This January, Share Charlotte is shining a spotlight on organizations that are empowering families and children. We're joined by one of those organizations now, Foundation for Girls. It's investing in women to be financially savvy, digitally capable, career confident, and socially connected so they can be successful. Co-founder Sahana Mantha is here to tell us about it, along with Rue Mushavi, who's a coach and a board member. Thanks for being on Do Good Charlotte. That's Thanks so for having us. Here. So we're going to start with Sahana because I want to hear about the idea. Where did this come from? Why did you do this? So FFG was founded when I was almost, I was in second grade and my sister Shreya was in seventh grade in 2014. Um, So this is actually the 10th year of Foundation for Girls, so it's really special. Uh, When we were that age, our parents actually took us to a homeless shelter because growing up, my sister and I have always um, been very privileged. Our parents are immigrants and they put us in private schools from the start of our education. So kind of they realized that we were in this bubble and they wanted us to understand that not everybody has this lifestyle. Um, So they took us to a homeless shelter and from that we knew that we wanted to help, Um, but we knew that we had to do something tangible. Obviously we were really young and our parents uh, liked the idea, but uh, when we started, it was just my sister. She was actually tutoring um, human trafficking survivors to help them get their GED. And I was super young. So I actually started doing um, work in the community when I was in third grade. And I was helping breads, giving them snacks um, to make sure they could actually do the work because uh, they were in not very good conditions in re- residential facilities and unstable de- domestic environments. Um, so as FFG has grown Foundation for Girls, um, we've evolved into nine states now um, and helped over 2,700 women, 1,500 women, and then um, 1,200 children. Okay, so that is the most impressive child project I have um, ever heard. So you you were seven years old, mm-hmm. and um, and you said you didn't really start doing anything until you were in third grade. So yeah. when you were eight, um, did you understand the circumstances that people were in? Uh, I'm just trying to like I I I recognize the fact that you see that there's difference. Yeah. Um, but were you fully aware of what what all these people were going through at the time? So actually, when we started volunteering at the home, uh, human trafficking shelter, we actually went through. So the founder of the human trafficking shelter, she sat us down with our parents and helped us try and understand what these women were going through, obviously, and help us understand what backgrounds they're going from because they're from because obviously they're from extremely unstable environments. They never really had guiding figures in their life. They didn't have the scaffolding our parents gave us. And I, we both understood that and we're really blessed to have been able to understand that from such an early age. But I feel like just along the last 10 years, our our understanding of that, where these women come from has definitely deepened and helped us empower them more and at a level where we can emotionally connect to them. Because obviously that is a big thing. They're coming from environments where 
there's been they it's hard for them to trust anybody and that's the big thing about coaching and I'll let Rue speak more on that but they really need an environment that's consistently with them because they have trust issues from the environments they come from wow well thank you for sh- sharing that and explaining that so Rue um th- so impressive to be part of this organization um I'm I'm super impressed right now I'm I'm guessing that's why you got involved how did you get involved and then explain what coaching is Sure. Um, So I got involved in 2019. I was working for a financial services company. And one thing that I was doing on site was actively trying to get involved with volunteer uh, opportunities through my job, right? I said, this is something I had always done as a child uh, growing up in in Zimbabwe, and uh, I wanted to continue to give back. So uh, I got aligned with what's called an employee resource group. They have a volunteer pillar. I said, okay, what can I do? And they said, there's this local nonprofit. It's small, but they're doing really amazing work in the community. And so I attended one of their first um, workshops in 2019. And I was like, this is amazing. I really connected with the women. I connected with them because I was um, actually a young um, a mom at the time. I'd just given birth and um, I had, a, I think, a young kid. So she was about eight months at the time. And, um, you know, it resonated with me, the mission, the fact that these women didn't have a support structure. They, a lot of them were still living in, in, in homeless shelters and trying to better their lives. And so it, it resonated with me. I felt like I needed to help. I needed to do more. And so over the p- past few years, my position has evolved from just being a coach to being a board member and being able to influence and continue to grow. Uh, I think the, the message for, uh, about Foundation for Girls and make sure the community knows that there is this foundation. We are doing the work. And, you know, anything helps uh, again. Well, so so you're both a board member and a coach. So let's go back to the coach part. So you, you see this organization, you find out about their mission and the work they're doing and you think it's awesome. What does the work entail? Um, how do you how do you meet people where they are, and, and what do you do for them? You make a good point about meeting people where they are, right? Because uh, this past year alone, I had three full time coaches and one uh, part time. And when I say that, I mean you know it takes about six months with some of these participants to really gain their trust. Like Sahana mentions, a lot of them are coming from trauma. A lot of them have no idea that they can be an organization out there that is willing to give without taking anything from you. So it takes time as a coach to establish a relationship where you say, I'm here for you. I'm here to be your accountability buddy. And what do, where do we need to start? And for some people, I'll give you an example. One of my coaches, um, they were uh, relatively uh, on track. So they had a a job and uh, it was just a matter of looking at her finances and figuring out how do we get her into uh, housing, her and her daughter into housing. Uh, Other than that, she she just needed somebody who kept on track financially month over month. I'll give another example. I had a coachee who had nothing. She had a child. She didn't have clothes for her child. She didn't have a home to to lay her head. She had no car. She had no job. And we were able to work together as a coach, right? I'm both career advisor. I'm also working with her on the financial aspect. But it's also not, uh, as a coach, you don't work in an insular environment. So there's other coaches to lean on if there's anything that I need help with. So I think that... um, 
as a coach, <laughs> the role is very complex. It's not a, you know, it's not, I can't, you know, say, okay, five hours a week and you're done, right? right? There's no definitive timeline because these women are at different levels, right? You meet people where they are and then you work with them. And so during COVID, we actually recognized um, that a lot of participants were backsliding. So we talk about the stress of COVID. Um, one board member brought up um, TED Talk by Dr. Nadine Burke-Harris about ACEs, which is Adverse Childhood Experiences. And so as a board member, I, we kind of took that TED Talk, read her book, and created a training for coaches to understand that for some of these participants, the trauma trauma response is also uh, highly impacting their progress in this, pro- in this program. And so we started looking looking at community partnerships and what we can do to help um, our coaches stay on track when, when it came to the uh, positive progress. So uh, when you think about all these women that you're helping, um, what? how do you define success for them? That is an interesting question. I think over 10 years, that has definitely evolved. I think um, uh, what I will say about FFG, the model is different in that it's not a one and done. So it's a long-term engagement with these participants. So while we see some some people start to take a turn, um, you know, in the six to 12 months range, it, there's actually studies out there that talk about a seven-year cycle, hmm. right? So to see continuous change that is consistent, it could take up to seven years. But um, at the end of the day, we are creating a community also with the coaches where they are able to lean on each other. Mm. So it's not only them coming to a coach when they need help, but they have peers and they have people within their coach, coach um, group that they can lean on for help and advice. So Hannah, seeing women who are um, achieving things that are so coming out of these tough circumstances, what does that mean for you? How does that inspire you? You're so young. Um, how does that help you in your own life? I think it helps me in my own life. I think ever since I was young, doing good in the community and really giving back has been something my parents have instilled in me from a really young age. So it's just something that makes me feel good at the end of the day. I'm playing a very small part in helping change someone's life. And obviously, none of this work could be done without our coaches. So our 75 coaches that we have, that's how the work they've been doing has been absolutely amazing. Um, and I'm so happy to just have whatever small part I do in connecting someone like Rue, our amazing coach, with the coaches. Um, and the, really, it's all the coaches um, that do this amazing all work. And, too, and, the, <laughs> and really, the transformative impact work uh, comes from the consistent work that Rue puts in, for example, um, with her mentee. Well, we're going to take a break. And then after that, we can talk about how other people can get involved in what you guys do. CLT first. That's spelled C-L-T-1-S-T. It's a refreshing new podcast of Charlotte people by Charlotte people for Charlotte people. No bots, no AI, just real human voices. We call it news for people who are so over local news. We work with natural allies, all locally owned, like the Charlotte Ledger, Queen City Nerve, Charlotte Post, and many others. We're all about local, local, local with minimal murder and mayhem. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Instagram. Change your morning routine with us. CLT first. 
queencitypodcastnetwork.com. So welcome back. First question is, how much does it cost to help one of these women get through the program? I think uh, when we look at costs, it could take between $3,500 to $5,000 annually. And this is inclusive of their children, right? And and these costs can include what we have, uh, what we call these monthly care packs. And I'll let Sahana speak to that a little bit more. Um, food and clothing costs, transportation, emergency assistance, technology to actually do their, their work. And, um, you know, during the holiday, we like to pamper these mom, moms. I mean, if you think about Christmas time, it's a time when people get to relax and uh, really just um, enjoy the season. And for some of these participants, it's especially tough. So we like to, you know, spoil them with just these um, holiday care packs that include, again, necessities and then maybe, um, you know, something nice that they can enjoy as a mom, as a woman. And so um, roughly $3,500 to $5,000 a year. And okay. I'll let Sahana speak to the care packs and what goes into that. So anybody in the community can actually get involved in making care packs for FFG. Um, usually they have nutritionally dense snacks, um, hygiene, um, and like Rue said, things for the moms just to make them feel like the girls because usually, you know, they miss out on their, you know, young adulthood and their kind of teenhood. So just making sure they have some fun little items, self-care items to make them um, feel good. Yeah. So if I wanted to make a package and, and get them to you guys, how where do I find you? Where online do I go? And is there a list to put those packages together? So you can find us on social media at Foundation for Girls or on our website, foundationforgirls.org. And you can actually just contact us through um, our website or DM us on Instagram and uh, reach out and say that you want to make help us make care packs. And then also you can go on Share Charlotte and we have a little wish list on there as well as on Amazon. We also have a wish list. Oh, awesome. So that's great. Bring it back to Share Charlotte. So you guys have a list. There's ways that people can participate. And I, and I love that the idea of a care package for, I mean, think about that your 12-year-old self, your 13-year-old self, your 14-year-old self, yeah. um, where maybe they were not in a place where they were um, taking care of themselves the way that they should. So even though right now maybe you're interacting with them and they're in their 20s, um, but that little girl still needs to be taken care of. So this is a way that's to right. do that, right? Um, being a coach, that's another way that I can get involved. So Rue, what do I have? Um, I'm a little nervous, to be honest, because I'm super impressed by your, your background. Um, so... Like I would take advice from you <laughs> um, <laughs> just to like with my finances and things like that and holding me accountable. Like I'm like, oh, yeah, I could totally use that. Um, so yeah. do I have to be um, as good as you to, to be a coach? <laughs> that's, I guess that's my first question. And, and for our listeners, too, like what does it take to be a coach? Absolutely. So I think you we spoke about the four different pillars at the beginning of this call. Uh, there's a career advice sort of um, se segment that you can get involved in if you are interested interested in helping uh, interview prep, dressing for the interview, any sort of advice around um, conflict resolution in the workplace, uh, resume building, this is all ways in which you can help. You don't have to be an expert to do any of these things. I think what's really common among us coaches is just our willingness to, to help 
implicit change, right? And so we do what we can and we go above and beyond always for our coaches because we also recognize they haven't had that. We have financially savvy, right? This is but things like budgeting and staying on budget as well as investing. Some coaches are getting to a point where they are looking at 401ks and retirement and NC529s. Um, and then you can also you know, you can also help them in terms of just like um, if there's an instance where they they need they have an emergency cost, how do we go about planning for emergency instances and what do they need to know? So really, again, you don't need to be an expert, just something you're passionate about. We have coaches that are also aligned to the digital aspect. Those coaches are a little more technical. I'm not a digital coach myself, um, but um, again, as as a coach, you actually have other coaches you can lean on for expertise if you know if it's something that you need. Clearly, you enjoy it. It's, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Yes. And then you were saying there's another um, thing that you're starting now too about talking about emergencies or even just day to day, like getting to and from work. People need transportation. Absolutely. We are actually doing a used car drive as FFG. Um, one of our coaches was unfortunately involved in an accident today. And what that means for her and her child is she can't go to work tomorrow. And if she can't go to work, some of these um, employers are sometimes don't understand why can't she come to work? Oh, that's a strike on your record. By the way, you have three strikes, then you're out. Mm-hmm. Right. And so for, for, you know, just not having a car has this bigger impact on her and her finances, her and her goals, her and her career. Right. And, and so we see that trickle down impact and that and then affects the child because she's struggling to support her child, support herself. And sometimes then she cannot afford to pay for her housing. And so we, we are starting this drive to really push the community. If there's cars out there that people would like to donate or even buy new, I'm not, no pressure. That would be great. But, um, we're definitely, uh, interested in that. And again, Sahana provided the Instagram details. Feel free to DM or um, contact us on our webpage. Well, and I think that's important. You don't, um, you don't know unless you ask. So you have to ask and see, see what's out there. Um, And so that's, that's important for people to understand that, um, you know, you might have a a car sitting in your driveway that no one's using. Mm -hmm. And believe me, there's people out there that could absolutely do use it. Absolutely. Um, Well, I want to thank you both for being here. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you about that you wanted to share about FFG. We're saying FFG, but um, but if you're looking for you online, where do we find you again? Foundationforgirls.org. And then you can also find us on our Instagram page found at Foundation for Girls. Okay, great. So if you know someone else like Sahana or Rue who is doing good in our community, let me know. Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, or X, or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. A big thanks to Share Charlotte. Make sure you use the hashtag DoGoodCLT and head to ShareCharlotte.org to find nonprofits looking for your help. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. dot com.